page 960. A prophecy of the word of the Lord to Israel through Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord. But you ask, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, declares the Lord. Yet I have loved Jacob, but Esau I have hated. And I have turned his hill country into a wasteland and left his inheritance to the desert jackals. Edom may say, though we have been crushed, we will rebuild the ruins. But this is what the Lord Almighty says. They may build, but I will demolish. They will be called the wicked land, a people who always under the wrath of God. You will see it with your own eyes and say, Great is the Lord, even beyond the borders of Israel. A son honors his father, and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due to me? If I am a master, where is the respect due to me, says the Lord Almighty? It is you priests who show contempt for my name. But you ask, how have we shown contempt for your name? By offering defiled food on my altar. But you ask, how have we defiled you? By saying that the Lord's table is contemptible. When you offer blind animals for sacrifice, is that not wrong? When you sacrifice lame and diseased animals, is that not wrong? Try offering them to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Now plead with God to be gracious to us. With such offerings from your hands, will he, accept, will he accept you, says the Lord Almighty? Oh, that one of you would shut the temple doors so that you would not light useless fires on my altar. I am not pleased with you, says the Lord Almighty, and I will accept no offering from your hands. My name will be great among the nations, from where the sun rises to where it sets. In every place, incense and pure offerings will be brought to me, because my name will be great among the nations, says the Lord Almighty. But you profane it by saying, the Lord's table is defiled, and its food is contemptible. And you say, what a burden. And you sniff at it contemptuously, says the Lord Almighty. When you bring injured, lame, or diseased animals, and offer them as sacrifices, should I accept them from your hands, says the Lord? Cursed is the cheat who has acceptable male in his flock, and vows to give it, but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord, for I am a great king, says the Lord Almighty, and my name is to be feared among the nations. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to stand before your people to preach your word. Father, we ask for wisdom, we ask for guidance, we ask for inspiration. Expand your word to your people and give us a listening ear and help us to assimilate your word. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We are looking at um, Malachi, chapter 1, 
And um, I want to caption what I want to talk about today as presenting ourselves as living sacrifice. Presenting ourselves as living sacrifice unto the Lord. I want to um, concentrate more on verse 8. Malachi chapter 1, verse 8. It says, when you offer blind, when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? When you offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Will he be pleased with you? Will he accept you favorably? Says the Lord of hosts. Because um, I'm speaking from the first chapter of Malachi. I, it is expedient that I give a kind, of, a kind of background to the book of Malachi in order for, for us to understand the discussion. First, I want to say that uh, Malachi is a direct transliteration of the Hebrew word Malachi. And it means messenger. Well, within the academic world, there are about three debates as to the authorship of this particular book, Malachi. The first debate is that um, Malachi, the prophet, is the writer of the book. And then the second debate is that the author is not known. And then the third debate is that the book um, is written by multiple authors. But that is not um, our point of concentration. Malachi, the last of the Old Testament prophets, preached after Haggai, Zechariah, and Nehemiah. Malachi's message was specifically addressed to the Jewish returnees in the newly founded province of Judah. If I may refresh your memory, you could remember that there was a time when the United Nation of Israel was divided into two. The Northern Kingdom, which has its headquarters in Samaria, and the Southern Kingdom, which had its headquarters in Jerusalem. The Northern Kingdom is, was known as Israel, while the Southern Kingdom was known as Judah. So what happened was that the northern kingdom was invaded by the Assyrians in 721 BC. Why the southern kingdom was invaded by the Babylonians in 586 BC. So the Israelites were taken into captivity in Babylon. But something 
amazing happened. In 538 BC, a new king arose called Cyrus. And then he proclaimed that all Jews should return to their homeland to build the Jerusalem temple. And so he gave that allowance. He gave that permission. And so a lot of Jews returned to their homeland for the rebuilding of the destroyed temple. But at the time of Malachi, the temple had been built. Religious activities have begun. And so, but what happened was that they start, started falling back into the same scene they were involved in before the captivity. So, when Malachi discovered that there were a lot of the, the services they offer unto God was hypocritical in nature, he had to cry out. And one of the issues Malachi raised was the issue of dishonoring sacrifices that we are dishonoring unto God. And so, if you read the Leviticus law, most especially Leviticus chapter 1, verse 3, there's a regulation that every animal that the Jews should offer unto God must be clean. But here, they violated that law and then they were offering unclean animals, blind animals, sick animals, diseased animals unto God. And Malachi had to cry out that no, this is not acceptable unto the Lord. So, if we draw that, if we should draw inspiration from that as Christians today, I would say that if our fellowship, or if our worship is not from heartfelt adoration, but from a heart full of hatred for our neighbors, a heart full of pride, a heart full of sin or sinful desires, we are offering blind, crippled, and diseased sacrifices unto God. Today, for the furtherance of God's kingdom, the most acceptable sacrifice we can give to God is that wherein we offer our lives as living sacrifices unto God. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. So what God desires from us is to offer our hearts as living sacrifices unto him. But the basic question is, what is a living sacrifice? The dictionary defines sacrifice as anything consecrated and offered unto God. 
So, I would say a living sacrifice is that sacrifice that dies to self and lives for Christ. Then practically, what does a living sacrifice mean in practical terms? When an animal is offered unto God, or when a sacrifice is given unto God, the giver loses the ownership of that sacrifice, of that item, of that animal. So when we offer ourselves unto God, we lose ownership of ourselves. And God takes over the leadership, the control of our lives. And then, when we offer our our lives as living sacrifice unto God, the moment we lose ownership of our lives and we hand it over to God, the kingdom of God dwells in us. And what is that kingdom of God? It is the spiritual rule of God. The leadership of God that rules in your life. It is not a physical kingdom, but the spiritual leadership that dwells in us. His kingdom helps us to do his will. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. We often pray, let that kingdom come, O Lord, that we be done on earth. As it is in heaven. So the kingdom help us to do the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. And what is that will of God? If I may quote from our liturgy, the summary of the law. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. And with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this. Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. So, that is the will of God. To love God and to love our neighbor. And when we do that, we no longer conform to this world. We conform to the pattern of heaven. The world is defined as the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. 1 John 2.15 And if we are to demonstrate this in practical terms, for us to understand, we'll be able to see the import of what sacrifice means or the importance of presenting ourselves as living sacrifice unto God. And I just want to do a little bit of demonstration here. Uh, Vika Dev, can you come, come up, please? Uh, sorry. <laughs> right. Vika Dev wants to present himself 
as a living sacrifice unto God. <laughs> right. Now, let's see. I have something here. Can somebody... Um, can I have another volunteer, please? Yeah. Can you see what is written there now? Can you read it? The world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. That is the world. As he is now, he, hasn't pre- he has not presented himself unto God as a living sacrifice. So he can see the world. And what is in the world? The loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because he has not presented himself. He has not died to sin. So he can see that. Right? And now, he has come. Come this way, David. Yes. This is the altar. And he has come to oh. present himself as a living sacrifice. <laughs> unto God. The moment he presents himself unto God, he loses ownership of himself. And what does that mean? He's no longer in control. Sorry, Vika Dave. Can you take off? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> right, this is just uh, yeah. a little demonstration. Right. Can you see him now? Yeah. Good. So, he has not died to the world. Vika Dave, mm-hmm. can you see what is written on that paper? Which one? Good. <laughs> <laughs> he can no longer see it. No, I can't. <laughs> he has died to the world. So what happens? The kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit of God comes in and takes over. Can I have another volunteer, please? Sorry. Right. Uh, this is very strange, but uh, yeah. good. So the Holy Spirit of God comes in and takes over. And when the Holy Spirit of God is in charge, the Holy Spirit of God holds Vikade by the hand. Remember that he's not blind. He's, not, he's no more in control. It is the Holy Spirit that is not in control. Telling him where to go. <laughs> what to do. <laughs> you see, it is the Holy Spirit that is not leading Telling him in the path of righteousness. And then, what happened? As he walks in the path of righteousness, he dwells in the laws of and what is that for? The summary of the law. Now, see what we have. As I open his eyes, look at this. What do you see there? Summary of the law. Love of God and love of neighbor. He's no longer seeing that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not seeing the 
laws of God. The law of God and the law of the neighbor. So when you love God, you'll be able to present your talent, your money, and everything to worship Him. And then when you love your neighbor, Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that asks us to present ourselves as living sacrifice unto you. We have learned that the moment we present ourselves as living sacrifices unto you, we die to sin and we live unto you. Help us, O God, in our journey so that the totality of our lives will be yours. So that the end of our journey on earth will come over to heaven to meet you in glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. As we